0: Hello, beloved, and welcome back to another episode of Movius Ministries Podcast. This is your friend, Josiah. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is season 15, episode 154. Obviously, today we're going to be diving into our Proverbs 27 study. And I am so excited to do another chapter of the book of Proverbs. I get it. These verses have been simple, but this is the word of God, the lamp unto our feet and the, um, the way unto our path. The verse of the day here on Movius Ministries is going to be Psalm 68 verse 9. And the verse says, out of thee, NIV, you give abundant showers, O God, you refreshed your weary inheritance. I love that, how God refreshes our word, refreshes our hearts through his word. That's a beautiful prayer that, uh, I don't know who did Psalm 119, but the, the writer in Psalm 119 says, Lord, refresh me through your word. Wherever you're at today, I thank you. I'm thankful that you're tuning in, and that I would just only be a helpful stepping stone into growing your intimacy with the Lord. Here on Mobius Ministries, I, with the help of the Holy Spirit, do my best to interpret Scripture, help you grow in your intimacy with the Lord, and to encourage you to remain steadfast through every season if you are a spotify listener there is a question posted below you can answer if you have a smartphone about the study on proverbs chapter 27 if you haven't written a review on apple Podcasts, please do if you would like you can also rate my show here on spotify if you would like and if you would like to hear what god is saying over your life right now you can email me at josiahmovius12 at yahoo.com i don't have social media anymore uh, I have been gifted in prophecy for over three years now, and I love to use my gift to glorify God and equip the body of Christ okay, so um <clears throat> last night, I was just adjusting my mic here so I'm sorry and if you'd like to know the song that's playing right now I think I did play it on last week's episode it's called Endless Life by William Augusto and the next song that's going to be playing is called Like a Tree by Waldner Worship I do have a playlist here on Spotify that I made public to people that's just got strictly instrumental stuff it's a pretty wide spectrum of instrumental stuff I have it public if you'd like to check it out You can search up it's called peace which is which is obviously not not the piece like a piece to a puzzle but p-e-a-c-e with him and of course him is capitalized um and if you want to follow it you can just to let you know last night i was in prayer with the lord having some time with the lord and i really i really felt the lord want me to just journal everything i was feeling yesterday and i journaled it and then right after i got done writing it the lord said now i want you to read it to me and i did and then right after that the lord said i want you to read this over your podcast and i said okay it was very clear when the lord spoke and that's usually how god sounds when um when he speaks to us. Um, so I have a a journal here. I just want to share with you, beloved. Um, it's pretty vulnerable. Um, some of you know that I used to do journals here on my podcast where I would just pour out my heart and I would just share with you how my week was. I would talk about mental health. I would also have moments of confession of sin. Um, I'm not a, I'm not a Calvinist, but I, I, I mean, there's scripture about the importance of confessing your sin. Um, so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna read this and then I'll do a little prayer and then we'll dive into our Proverbs 27 study. My intimacy with you, Lord has lost its touch. I only come to you when I'm in over my head with troubles and when, when, when mentally and emotionally I'm good, I barely say anything to you. You deserve so, so, so much more, my God. I'm sorry. I miss you. I want to enjoy you all the days of my life. I want to dwell in your house all the days of my life and gaze upon your beauty. I want to mean it when I give you thanks. I want to ponder on the sacrifice of your beloved son who is coming back to avenge and to judge. Lead me into deeper intimacy with you, Lord. Take me deeper with you, for with you, O Lord, there is no beginning and there is no end. I feel and sense your closeness. I feel the limitless of you. I have fear, awe, and reverence before your holy name. Your name is to be greatly feared, Abba. Your word says you have favor upon those who fear you. Lord, I'm not sure why you wanted me to read that, but I just pray that your whatever you whatever your plan is behind that touch people's hearts. I pray that the words that are gonna come from my mouth and the meditation of my heart would be pleasing towards you, Lord. Today, Father, we just wash our our, our robes in the blood of Christ. We love you. We worship you. I pray that you would show us how much you're delighting in us tonight, Lord. Any sin that this listener has fallen into, Lord, I just restore them gently in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. in the midst of everything going on in our lives, we trust you. You have a plan. Teach us to be content. Teach us to yield to your discipline. I thank you that you understand how hard it is to yield to your discipline, Lord. Any spiritual warfare that this person has gone through Father, I pray that they would stand confident in Christ, knowing how to put on the full armor of God. I pray for healing in childhood wounds. I pray that they would forgive those who have wronged them. Lord, anyone who has cursed us behind the scenes, we bless them in your precious name. I pray that these words would go forth in power to equip your body, Father, your beloved. We love you, we worship you, Father. Thank you that you're coming back for us. You're coming back to avenge. You're coming back with a sword. Your judgments are true Your love is true. Your wrath is true. Your justice is true. And I thank you that you've continued to entrust me here on this podcast. In Jesus' name. Amen. So that was a journal that I did last night. And, um, you know... That verse that we read last week about if a man thinks he's wise in his own eyes, let him think again. If I'm just going to confess something right now, that is definitely something I've fallen into where we grow in so much wisdom and so much insight and we think that we know everything and we think that we're wise in our own eyes and we forget that there are more verses for us to read in context there's more stories we need to hear that will confound our wisdom so that we can know God deeper and at the end of the day it's going to make us more childlike it's going to make us more meek and um we get to go deeper in the Lord that he is continuing to I mean he's earnestly calling us deeper into his presence and um just getting alone with him and yeah you know what beloved i really want to make this clear i i I don't want my podcast to be a platform of just like this is the only time you hear the bible this is the only time you have your alone time with god god desires to be alone with you beloved he desires to hear your heart of what you're going through and that's not me like assuming that you're not doing that i'm not trying to shame you but he desires just to be with you. And I encourage you, if you're not doing that, that God loves you so much and he's got such a great plan for your life and sometimes those plans are hard to go through. But God is so good. He is good. And there's a verse that... um we're gonna come across today that um is very evident in my life right now and so when we come across it I'll, I'll go more in depth but um let me I gotta put my notebook back hang on a sec. okay I was reading from my notebook that I read last night and just wanted to get my desk a little bit more cleared so okay 12 minutes in here we go i do have a water with me to keep me hydrated so bear with me beloved okay proverbs 27 starting in verse one and um you know what last last note i forgot to read uh beloved today we're going to be reading out of the esv version and no we will not be switching to another version like we did last week i'm sorry about that And of course, if you would like, read along with me. Proverbs 27.1, do not boast about tomorrow for you do not know what a day may bring. This verse, we can relate with the words of James. According to scholars, James was the first book written in the New Testament. James says to not brag or assume what your plans will be like in the future. James goes on and says, you have no idea what is coming around the corner. So James continues and says, you can say that you can do those things, but after that, say, Lord willing. That's why I, some some beloved, some of you guys know that um, I, I say that here on my podcast. Um, so that's just, that's another seed I'm, I'm trying to continue to plant. Um, I'm reading for my notes here. Sorry. Paul was a man who was well-versed and quoted many old Testament scriptures and the same thing with Peter. So maybe James was quoting this verse when he wrote that letter to the church, when he said, don't boast about tomorrow. You don't you can't you can't say oh we're going to do these plans we're going to make this money and do this and do that i don't know if james was quoting from proverbs 27 1 but um who knows okay verse 2 let another praise you and not your own lips a stranger and not your own lips now this is a verse i've been working on for a little bit now I came across it about a month ago, and I've been doing my best to catch myself on it and yield myself to the conviction of the Holy Spirit in those moments. It's something I just need to pray about as well, other than just catching myself when I do it. I am also trying to lift up another person when I am in a conversation with them instead of just talking about myself all the time. This is another reason why Paul says to consider others more important than yourself. Now, this verse, we're going to dive into a little bit of Hebrew. There is a few verses we're going to be diving into that. Verse 3, a stone is heavy and and sand is weighty, but a fool's provocation is heavier than both. Now, we've gone over this Hebrew word a few times. Uh, The Hebrew word for the word uh, uh, provocation is kaas. Kaas. And the definition is anger, vexation, or grief. Now, it's a metaphorical term, beloved, of course, but it is saying that you, that as you hold a stone in your hand, it might be heavy, depending on how large it is, but, it, but, but a man's anger will weigh more on a person. In these moments, we need to pray for these people who are quick to anger and tenderly care for them in love. Maybe even just doing Galatians 6.1 just restoring them gently in Jesus' name and, and pointing them in the, in the direction to go and continuing to show them your heart's intentions and motives behind that. Helping them deal with any baggage that they need to, that they, that they to deal with as well and be patient with them as God is so patient with us. Jesus said to be merciful to others as God our Father is merciful towards us. Verse 4, wrath is cruel, anger is overwhelming, but who can stand before jealousy? Now, verse 4 takes it even further and explains the dangers of jealousy. I love what John Piper says. God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him. Better is an open rebuke than hidden love. Think about that. You want to talk about, you want to talk about codependency, whoo! This verse we can relate with last week's verse, answer a fool in his foolishness, which means we should, we, we shouldn't dive into people pleasing, but show them the strength and holiness they can walk into a particular area. Because people pleasing is not love. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Profuse are the kisses of many. And I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that word right. Let's see if I am. Speech. Profuse. Profuse. Okay. Okay. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Profuse are the kisses of an enemy. One who is full loathes honey. But to one who is hungry, everything bitter is sweet. Like a bird who strays from its nest, is a man who strays from his home. Oil and perfume make the heart glad, and the sweetness of a friend comes from his earnest counsel. This verse is beautiful. Oh my gosh, I love this verse. The verse is saying that a sweet friendship is like sweet oil and wonderful perfume, and it makes their hearts glad. Now, the Hebrew word for the word glad is the word salmea, salmea, and the definition is to rejoice. Now, counsel in the Hebrew is the, is the Hebrew word etzah, etzah. Um Wondering if maybe the S is supposed to be curled in that. I'm not sure. Anyway, but counsel in the Hebrew means advice or purpose. So we have certain people in our lives for certain seasons and God does wondrous things through those friendships. This is why it is so important, beloved, to not isolate yourself, but rather asking God to surround you with people who will lead you in truth. If God wants you in a season of just you and him, then scripture says anyway that the Holy Spirit will lead you in all truth. So, let's plug these Hebrew definitions in real quick. Oil and perfume make the heart rejoice, and the sweetness of a friend comes from his his advice or his purpose. That second word is interesting. Purpose. There is a reason, beloved, why why certain people come in our lives. And I've heard the whole, you know, Satan sends people in your lives. I don't really, because people pull that out of Job, and they're like, Oh, Job's friend was sent by the devil. I've heard that. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's true, but... Anyway, there's certain reasons why people are sent in our lives and God is the God of detail. You talk about how our skin is able to heal itself or how God dealt with the issue of sin through Christ. And you look at scripture in Galatians about what about more stuff that Christ did. Yeah, God's into details, for sure. Verse 10, do not forsake your friend at your f- at, and your father's friend and do not go to your brother's house in the day of your calamity. Better is a neighbor who is near than a brother who is far away. Be wise, my son, and make my heart glad that I may answer him who reproaches me. We should be having the same revelation John, John had when he said it is no greater joy than for me to see my brothers and sisters walking in truth. Now, here's some more Hebrew here. The prudent sees danger and hides himself from it, but the simple go on and suffer for it. Now, the uh, Hebrew word for the word prudent is the word arum. Arum. I'm trying to curl the R there. I don't know how to completely do that yet. But the definition for that word, beloved, is subtle, shrewd, crafty, and sensible. Just kind of let that sink in for a second. Crafty. This is why it is so important that we cannot assume things. We have to ask the Holy Spirit to show us the bigger picture in the midst of confusion, in the midst of um, trials, or you're in a certain situation with a friend that you can't figure out why something might be going on, you know, whatever. Now the word danger uh, can also translate into sin or evil as well, where it says um, the prudency danger that translates into sin or evil. Now God wants us to guard our hearts beloved from the dangers of sin, but we can't, but we still can't have the attitude at the same time. Hang on a second, I'm sorry. I'm trying to read for my notes. God wants us to guard our hearts from the dangers of sin, but we still can't have the attitude at the same time of it. We, we, okay. I don't think I wrote this note, right? I'm sorry. We can't have the same attitude at the same time as if it was a drag or a bother or an irritation that God went through to send his only son. So, I'm trying to piece together what I'm really trying to say there. Oh, I see what I'm saying. Okay, so I'm saying that it wasn't like a bother or that God was irritated or that uh, that or that it was such a drag for God to send his son to pay for our sin. But, and you know what? This is really what the Catholic Church really tries to promote. I, I've heard this before. A lot of people don't think this is true, but I, I really do think this is true. You go to a Catholic church and you see the cross. But you also see Jesus still hanging on that cross. I've heard that Catholics don't believe that Jesus rose from the dead. I don't I don't know if that's true. But the reason why I, I, you'll see Catholics wear a cross with Jesus on it instead of an empty cross is because they're trying to shame them, saying, look at what you did. You did that. Shame on you. And I go, wait, hang on a second. What about James? What about James? Oh, my gosh, no. John 3.16. God loved the world. He cherished it as a prize. He wasn't like, ugh, okay, I got to send my son. Jesus, are you ready? Cherubim? Uh... All the angels, are you guys ready? Cause this is this is this is too much for me. I oh my gosh. No. No. The Bible says that God delights in showing mercy. And that's so hard for us because 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 when we want to show mercy, we hold a grudge or we, we do it we, we do it without being glad and we we, we we humanize God at that point and that's so wrong. Verse 13, take a man's garment when he has put up security for a stranger and hold it in pledge when he puts up security for an adulteress. So it's a pretty complicated verse, but previously we had gone over the Hebrew word for garment in another, another chapter and it means treachery or deceit. Now I can't say I understand this verse in that context though, but there's more to learn of course blowing up my phone, sorry, my, okay, I just, I I happen to look at my podcast, and I have five messages, and I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, verse 14, whoever blesses his neighbor with a loud voice rises early in the morning will be counted as cursing, oh my gosh, I mean, this is like the person who's just so freaking loud in the morning, and I'm not a morning person, I do not like to talk in the morning, I am a night owl, and, um, Yeah, it's, that's as simple as it gets. Now, when the verse says a curse, it means in the terms of that person will be thought as annoying or be a suspect to the person he's yelling at. That's what that means. Verse 15, a continual dripping on a rainy day and a quarrelsome wife are alike. To restrain her is to restrain the wind or to grasp oil in one's right hand. Now this next verse is one most people know and I love this verse so much. Well actually okay, sorry. Going back to verse 15 and 16, men of God that are looking for a wife. This is why it's so important to find a woman who's not just going to be constantly nagging at us, but instead gently encouraging us to walk in a place of holiness when we do when we do mess up. verse 17, iron sharpens iron, and one man sharpens another. So, beloved, first things first, the word sharpens shows up twice in this verse, obviously, and it is the same Hebrew word. Um, It's the word hadad, hadad, and it means to be sharp, be alert, or to be keen. And the definition of keen is to be highly developed. Wow. I don't know about you, but that shows me so much more. It's it's the whole verse in James. Um, oh, gosh. Let me just, let me just, hang on. I'm just going to grab my Bible right here. I'm going to go to James, which is right before Hebrews, I think nope it's right after hebrews my bad okay first comes pride then comes the fall <laughs> okay um this first right here hang on let me find it um right here um I'm just going to read James 1 through through 4 be assured that the testing of your faith through experience produces endurance leading to spiritual maturity and inner peace and that the endurance have its peace have it, have its perfect result and do a thorough work so that you may be perfect and completely developed in your faith lacking in nothing so it, it it's it's this Hebrew it's now now James is using Greek language of course but it's iron sharpens iron So we go through trials and we have friendships and we learn certain things. We learn how to be meek. We learn how to be childlike. We learn new things. And we have certain, there's certain strongholds that God tears down from false doctrines that we hear from, 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 you know, our past life. And we become keen. We become highly developed. It's, it's that simple. That's why it's so important to just not be an arrogant person and not be where God said to his people that you guys are so stiff necked. You have no wiggle room. You, don't let, you won't let me work in your heart. You won't let my love go in a different direction. You, you, you don't want to learn. And I love you too much. Sometimes God rebukes us in his love. But at the same time, he also lets his kindness lead us to repentance. It's God's choice, whichever one he wants to do. Put my bibble back okay so yeah i mean iron sharpens iron and one man sharpens another you learn things you have conversations you go oh that's that's a good thought i'm gonna take that with me and you do first John four you carefully weigh and examine everything that you hear verse 18 whoever tends a fig tree will eat its fruit and he who guards his master will be honored Now this verse right here is probably my most favorite verse. I'm just going to read it and I'm going to let it sink in. I'm going to be silent for a few seconds. As in water face reflects face. So the heart of man reflects the man. I'm just going to lean back in my wheelchair for a little bit because that verse is evident in my life as well, honestly. It's that verse in James, the man who hears... I I, I, uh, I don't... I'm probably saying this verse wrong, but he says, the man who hears the word of God James one twenty three through twenty four. Uh, this is out of the Passion Translation, which is a good, good, good translation. I actually know a guy who knows him very personally. If anyone, if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks at his natural face in the mirror. For once he has looked at himself and gone away, and has immediately forgotten what that person, what kind of person he was. So that's James 1, through 24. I just read out of the NASB. And also, sorry, um, beloved, when I read out of my Bible, out of the James 1, three through four, that was out of the Amplified, just to let you know. Okay, verse 20. Um, Sheol and Abaddon are never satisfied, and never satisfied are the eyes of man now the hebrew word for the word sheol is 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 the word sheol sheol um and the 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 e is not pronounced very clearly in this word so it's almost like shul something like that and the definition is underworld grave or hell now abandon if that's how you That's how you pronounce it, I'm sorry. The Hebrew word for that is the word avadon, avadon. And the definition is place of destruction or ruin. Now, beloved, why is hell never satisfying? It's kind of a weird question, but I think it means in the context of the hunger that demons feed on in hell. The the, the ways of the flesh, they are never satisfied by their sin. We experience the same exact thing, beloved. Sin may sometimes be fun in the beginning, but God wants to change our hearts to have the same revelation that Job had. To fear God means to hate evil. And I'm still working on that myself, beloved. So I'm not shaming you guys, but I'm still working on that myself. Now this verse, oh man, I just, this is, this is, Verse 21, I've got a huge note on this. So, okay, this is the verse that's very evident in my life. So I'm going to read from my note and then I'm going to go off script. The crucible is for silver and the furnace is for gold and a man is tested by his praise. So this verse is actually highlighting the refiner's fire, the wonderful, painful, very aware refining fire of God. God takes us through these moments. Sometimes it can be hard, and it is sometimes hard to trust our Father in the midst of being refined and seeing all of our impurities come to the surface and also deal with lots of confusion in these moments. Beloved, God refines us because he believes our faith is greater than gold. Those are from the words of Peter. It's more precious than gold. Now, this verse continues and says, and a man is tested by his praise. It is saying how we respond to the pain in our refinement. When we are refined, we see our character defects come into play. Now, it's now. This is vital, beloved. This is so vital. This is not God showing us how bad, evil, or sinful, or broken we are. We can realize that ourselves, but God's heart behind that is to show us He loves us in the midst of all that. In our brokenness and in our pain, He is doing it to grow us spiritually, emotionally, to grow our character, and to make us more. Christ-like at the end of the day. Then, when we see what God does after a tough season of refinement, we see what he's done. We see the heart change. We see the renewing in the mind. We see the way we act in our character. We see everything God does through his grace and through his Holy Spirit. And then when we praise him, and then later on, or then uh, and, and then, after that, we then praise him. And then later on, he takes us through it again, and we have the same revelation David had. David has when he says in Psalms, "I ponder on the works of the old, worked by your hands." End quote. So. I first started this is off script now. My first experience in the refiners fire started happening um, back in was it? Uh twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. I started the File of the Lord back in twenty sixteen? Yeah. Yep. Um, I did not have a lot of scripture in my head about the refiner's fire. I didn't really start to dive into the refiner's fire until, until during like COVID when everything was locked down and everyone was quarantined. That's when I started to kind of like, look at this and look at scripture on it look at sermons about it. Now, going back to where it says a man is tested by his praise yeah um i was definitely my praise was definitely tested in those moments because sometimes i would throw a fit i mean all of my character defects just came to the surface but i'll tell you what god was just so freaking faithful to do what he wanted to do what he needed to do I went through um when I when I did my second year at Bethel, the Lord spoke to me when I first got to Bethel, he spoke to me and said, Um, you will be going through a deeper refinement while you're here. And I said, Okay, it was very clear. It I, I heard the Lord when it, it, it came to me when when I didn't expect it, which beloved some of you know that's that's one of the cues that I know that it's from the Lord when He speaks to me. Um But like recently um, I've been more in the refiner's fire and I'm starting to see myself actually praise God through it. And I can see this verse. I don't know if that makes sense, but it makes sense to this verse. It's taken me three years to praise God through the refiner's fire. And that's not God getting irritated with us because he sees who we're going to be. And that's not that God's gonna love us more at that point, but that he's so excited to see us persevere and endure in those moments and grow in intimacy with him, grow in our prayer life, grow in our humility, and then we just, we learn more things. We receive more revelation, we receive more insight, and then we bless it with other people. And so that's something I've actually been doing in the midst of just like waiting for a lot of things in my life right now, and the Lord refining I'm not going to get into what God's really working on right now, but um, I mean, some of you guys know I've been looking at my childhood, my father wounds, um, and that has brought more refinement. And in the midst of that, I've recently been just like worshiping the Lord in my own alone time and just saying, Lord, I praise you through this. And it's, 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 it's not easy to do that. In, in these moments, it's very like, like it's, I, don't, I don't feel like like I'm doing the right thing. It, it 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 it's 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 a feeling of like like I don't want to do this or this doesn't feel right, but um, I I, I watched a sermon the other day. I, I tend to I, I play X. I, I listen to sermons when I play Xbox. And there's this one thing that this pastor said. She she's a I forget her name, but she's one of the teachers that at the International House of Prayer in Kansas City. She goes when we worship God through our trials, the Lord is saying to us, "I don't get much of this." and that oh my gosh that breaks my heart and it motivates me all the more to worship God through it and say no your word says that you are working all things for good because i am committed to doing your will and doing your will and committed to following out your purpose for me so i hope that i hope that blesses you beloved Verse 22, crush a fool in a, in a mortar with a pestle along with crushed grain, yet his folly will not depart from him. Now, this verse continues in one context with verse 21. This is why this is why it is so important to yield ourselves in moments of refinement. Whenever I knelt down and I'm reading from my notes, but whenever I knelt down in moments of God bringing things to... I wrote down Matt's attention. I meant to say my attention. (laughs) Okay. He gave me glimpses of his peace. I felt his presence here and there. Now, does this mean if we don't humble ourselves, then God will change? Then God won't change us from the inside out? Because verse 22 says, if God crushes and refines a fool to make him more refined, then his folly will not depart from him. But at the same time, Paul says in Romans three, that if we are unfaithful, will God be unfaithful? At the same time, Paul says, absolutely not. So what kind of conclusion do we come to here? Why should we, should we should find ourselves kneeling down or if it's just too hard for you to do that, God understands if you just need to sit in your bed and cry, God is there. He's waiting to pick you back up and put you back together through the blood of Christ that's it. And you might say like, oh, well, am I, am I, am I tempting God there? Is, is that, and you know what? I'm not going to answer that for you. And the reason why is because I'm not your judge. God is. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 4, he goes, I don't even judge myself. He goes, God's my judge. So take that to the Lord. When you, when you pray that, that is humility that is that is like that 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 is that is that is the fear of the lord in secret verse 23 know well the conditions of your flocks and give attention to your herds for riches do not last forever and does a crown endure to all generations When the grass is gone and the new growth appears and the vegetation of the mountains is gathered, the lambs will provide your clothing and the goats, the prince of a field, of a field. There will be enough goat's milk for your food and the food of your household and maintenance for your girls. Amen and amen. That is our wonderful Proverbs 27 study, beloved. Wow. That, that verse, my favorite verse is probably. I mean, I love verse seventeen. Iron sharpens iron. One man sharpens another. And then, gosh, oh, verse twenty-one. The crucible is for silver, and the furnace is for gold. I mean, it's almost like 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 the the crucible is for silver. It's the first step that God takes us through before we go into the furnace because he's going to ch- take our he's going to he's going to make our faith more gold, more refined, more powerful, more moving God's heart, more uh encouraging to other believers to remain steadfast through tough trials. And through that our praise will be tested. Gosh. I love that verse. That is just it's just it's so simple. And there's no over-spiritualization. It's just so, I love that verse. If you want to write down your favorite verse down below, you, if you're listening on Spotify, you can do that. If you, if you ever want to say anything on that question below, do not be afraid. There is no fear of man here on this podcast, but rather the fear of the Lord. Um, That's my favorite, uh, probably my favorite verse. Let's close in prayer, beloved. you lord for how good you are we worship you in the midst of everything going on in our lives yes the world's going crazy you know what you're doing though lord you know what you're doing and yeah it's gonna be a bumpy ride but you know how to equip us through your holy spirit you know how to do that and we trust your leadership We remember the sacrifice you made. We remember the suffering you went through, Jesus. We praise and bless your holy name. You are to be revered and be stood in awe and revered. I pray as this listener leaves and goes out, Lord, that they would chase and run towards you, Lord. You love them. You delight in them. You sing songs over them. You are coming back for them. Their name is written on the palm of your hand. Surround them and protect them with your angels. Help them to live a life set apart from this world. that no man would put, the, would put the yoke of slavery back on them, for Christ has set them free. I pray for healing in childhood wounds, Lord. Any father or mother who was emotionally abusive, Lord, help them to forgive, Lord, to let it go, to let it pass over, to to pardon it. Father, I pray you would convict the world of its sin and let your kindness lead people to repentance. You are sovereign, God. There's no one like you. You who are enthroned upon thousands of generations, you dwell in unapproachable light. Lord, I pray this listener, your beloved, your son would not practice sin habitually, they would confess their sins I pray they would go out in power through the Holy Spirit and they would yearn towards intimacy with you father I pray for a deep desire in their hearts to know you give them oil through intimacy in your Holy Spirit touch their hearts direct their steps father Jesus' name, amen. All right, uh, next week, (sighs) sorry, I'm looking at my notifications for my MacBook. Next week, Lord willing, we will be diving into our Proverbs 28 study, or yeah, 28. then we'll be diving into the book of James after Proverbs, Lord willing, and then Lord willing again if we dive into um, the book of Galatians, which is just, gosh, one of my favorite books in the Bible. Thank you so much for listening to our Proverbs 27 study here on Mobius Ministries. This is your friend Josiah. God bless you.